You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Welcome back to a new episode of Between You and Me. This is the podcast where we talk about the stuff that hurts and heals and changes us in the music industry. We talk about faith, we talk about mental health, we talk about the tough stuff that often sort of gets put under the rug. Think of it like having a coffee with friends, except they happen to be some of your favorite musicians. Thank you so much for waiting at the Easter break with us. I am so happy to have you back with me. My name is Jess and I'm happy to have you here. I'm a music journalist. I currently live between Australia and Nashville, which is one of the reasons today is so great because the band we have on today is Australian, but they currently live in Nashville for most of the year. And they're also pastor's kids, which I can definitely relate to because I was a pastor's kid. I'm talking about the band Versus. They're a trio from Newcastle in Australia, and they've set out to make the modern day memory verse. So sort of think of it like Sunday school rhymes that we used to have, but way cooler. Today, you will actually hear my interview with all three members of Verses. That is Luke, Jess, and Joel. Now, just FYI, Luke and Jess are married, and Joel and Luke are actually brothers. So you actually get to hear a bit of the dynamics between them, which is a lot of fun. Just a reminder, if you have never listened to us before, hi, welcome to the family. So happy to have you here. We do a short bio before we go to the interview so you can learn more about the band, get to know them, what they've accomplished, and so that if you would like to hear more from them after, you can go straight to our show notes and click on those links, buy their music, or check out their website. These guys are a lot of fun. They're so genuine, and I cannot wait for you to learn more about Verses. Australia is known for its worship music. With bands like Hillsong, you can hardly say that the country is devoid of quality musicians in the Christian music industry. But when it comes to the new band Verses, who have been around since 2013, you could say that they are Australia's new sound in worship. In fact, the trio have actually been called that. Hailing from Newcastle in New South Wales, on the eastern coast of the country, the trio combine EDM, pop and electronic tones to put a new spin on the Bible verses we learn in Sunday school. Comprised of Luke Odea, Joel Odea and Jess Clayton Odea, the three attend North Lake Salvation Army, a church in the area, and it was here that Luke got the inspiration to form the modern day memory verse and create something new. Now, Luke and Joel had been making music together pretty much forever. As pastors' kids and brothers, they grew up in the church singing, and for a little while they even had a stint on Australia's X Factor as a band named, what else, Luke and Joel. But it was here in 2013, at their church, they realised maybe there was something new that they could do with worship to make it more understood by new Christians. With Jess and Joel on vocals and Luke on production, the band has performed at some of the biggest Christian music festivals in the United States and featured in lineups alongside people like Crowder, Mandisa, For King and Country, Hillsong, Bethel, and, well, you get the idea, name it and they've been there. But when it comes to festivals like Kingdom Bound and Creation, 
it's fair to say that Versus have made a name for themselves on the Christian music scene in the US and have spent the last three years touring the country and living between Australia and the US in order to make it happen. Choosing to release all their music independently, Versus gain very little profit from what they release. In fact, a lot of their tracks, including their debut EP, Chapter One, is actually available for free on SoundCloud. And that's the way they like it. They want their music to be accessible, which is exactly why they are on a mission to be all about Jesus. After gaining popularity with the release of their debut single, All Things, three years ago, they soon followed with Your Love and their debut EP, Chapter One. This gained them the attention of record labels in Nashville, and while they are still independent, three years later, they are still touring the country. In the last year, they have released the inspiring single Hold On, a cover of Corey Asbury's Reckless Love, and most recently, a song called Neighbor, based on the verse, Love Your Neighbor As Yourself. Penned for the Salvation Army's self-denial appeal, where funds go to missions across the world, the song doubles as a really solid piece of music in the Versus catalogue, and we see how the band utilises a ballad and their pop EDM tones together to communicate the mission of Christ. As a band, they have appeared on Spotify's New Christian Music Friday, and they are set to be on tour in the US for the rest of the year. Verses are going to be huge, guys, and their music just makes you feel good. Please enjoy this interview with Luke, Jess, and Joel. So before we start, can I just get each of you to introduce yourself and say what you do in the bands? Sure. sure thing. Go, Luke. All right. Hi, I'm Luke. Um, I am the producer and songwriter for Verses. So I'm the guy that uh, behind the scenes that makes it all happen. You won't hear me on any of the songs. Hi, I am Jess and I am one of the vocalists in Verses. And I also do a fair bit of behind the scenes with graphics and videos and press stuff and things, all those kinds of admin things. And uh, I'm Joel and I'm also one of the singers in Verses. Um, and then I also... Whilst not on the road and on tour, I make all the band's merch. For people listening to the podcast who haven't heard Versus before or mm-hmm. are sort of curious, can you tell me how you started and what the concept of the modern day memory verse was? I walked into the youth group at North Lake Salvos a while ago now. I can't actually remember exactly when it was. And I was dropping off uh, something to Joel, my brother who's a singer, and I looked at the words on the screen they were practising for the worship. I sort of had no, I couldn't exactly understand what they meant. But yeah, I just was like, well, if I've been a part of, you know, church for a long part, of, a big part of my life, and they were having kids who not only did they not know the language, they didn't even know who Jesus was. They, they had no clue who he was. I thought, how are these kids going to understand? And so I sort of had the idea from God. You know, I feel like he dropped it into my spirit to create the modern day memory verse using pop music as medium instead of um, the old Sunday school tunes. So, so that's when we started, and this didn't happen overnight. We, I never actually thought we'd be in America. We just, I thought I'd make the songs for their youth, and then that'd be it. And I definitely wasn't trying to be a pop music uh, Christian pop producer, um, but uh, that's what it just kept getting better and better and better and. And before long, we were flying to America and um, started the journey here. Awesome. That was, yeah. And now we sit here, <laughs> still <laughs> no, doing it. And yeah, yeah just following. Oh, 
honestly just being obedient to what we feel God's asked us to do and continuing continuing to uh, ask us to do now. So how did you guys go from writing and recording your own tracks, which were sort of meant yeah. for youth, to yeah. releasing them as a band and then getting yeah. enough sting to actually have invitations to go to the US or to have enough pull to be like, oh, yeah, we can we can tour the US now. Like how does that happen? Because that's yeah. not easy. Well, I would say there's two – there's definitely two uh, – like, uh, two parts of this answer – one is definitely God has just made a way and provided for us. Um, he's provided through ideas creatively, but he's provided just really tangibly as well in our lives through community um, in America. To be able to, that's how we've been able to sustain what we do. Do you know what I mean? Um, expectation versus reality from touring in America is probably very oh different. Yeah. But in terms of the practical, we, we worked on songs for a long time and got better over time worked with a friend of mine who really helped as well and some great music mixes and like masters and things like that and then over time we just got better and better and better and then we actually got bought out by a record label in Nashville to America. We didn't end up signing with the record label but we actually got asked to go on a conference tour and that's we've actually been on that tour for three years now. That's awesome. And so it's not three years straight but it's it's probably about 20 weeks a year so yeah, that's how we originally started doing it and we just built up over time and we get asked back when we go places and, and you know, new places and, yeah, God's provided and uh, we've also worked hard to try and work out, do our best with what we have in our hand. Yeah. Do people gravitate towards the fact that you're Aussies? Because when I'm over there, people get really excited. <laughs> um, the amount of times that yes. I've been asked to just say hello or yes. anything like that because of it's so weird, we're right? Like shrimp on the Barbie, and it's just like we don't. We never said that. We don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think people open up quicker because they're Aussies. I think they there. There's certainly an element of like we are different, I guess, to, to a lot of the people, and so uh, yeah, curiosity that kind of opens people up. So yeah. yeah, we found that quite a bit. I think um, to add on to what Luke said before about how does it happen? How does it go from putting out a song to being where we are. I clearly remember, I think it was when we were doing All Things, we all sat, we sat around this laptop and we'd done the video for the YouTube and we didn't know how to put things on digital distribution or like, so we tried to figure that out. Anyway, we sat there and we all kind of just prayed this prayer. We just said, God, after we click this, it's, it's only your, it's yours. Like, we cannot do anything else. We've done our best and we clicked it. We just prayed that God would do his will. And I think we've always kept it kind of open-handed like that, that he's given the songs and he's given the tools. And it wasn't, It honestly, it was God. There's a verse that says that God looks across the earth for willing hearts. And I feel like he kind of just, he could have picked anyone more talented than us. And he could have picked anyone, I don't know better or whatnot but he kind of looked across and he found three willing hearts who'd say who said would do it and I think as long as we just keep saying and now there's four willing hearts Joel got married and she's on on the uh, tour with us as as long as we keep saying yes um I think God will keep making a way I've been living my own way a million things that you could say all you show me was grace has got no hold on me because your love has set me free.
verses and you hone in on them how do you keep the integrity of those verses in the bible while still putting your creative mark on that where is the line between creative (laughs) we can push this envelope and and this is the word and it stays the way it is i would say this is that that would be the hardest part of writing a song for me um the melody and the music comes much easier than actually this part and in some ways it actually makes writing this type of music harder than any other type of music lyrically because there's such weight to what you're saying. I, I would say that we really try and understand the context of the verse. Do you know what I mean? We really try and understand what it's trying to say and what it's trying to communicate. And Jess helps a lot in that. She's very, very knowledgeable when it comes to that theology sort of stuff. And then once we feel like we have a grasp of the context and, and what they're trying to say, we try and use the song to explain that. The verse is in there, but it's the verse at that stage is just purely a, almost there to be like, this is me, this is what this means. So we have a song called Freedom based on 2 Corinthians 3.17, which is where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And but that is is that where uh, Moses went onto the mountain, he had a veil, and when, he, when the glory was fading, we don't have to do that anymore. Do you know what I mean? We don't have to, we can remove that vow because of what Jesus has done and stand there and be free. And so we try and communicate that through the rest of the song. That's what that rest of the verses and things of that try and say. And then there's the verses in there somewhere to be able to go. This is hopefully what that means so you can understand the context and the idea behind the verse as well. So, yeah, that's how we do it. Um, We definitely are human and probably you know have like we all are have different interpretations and things like that so that's part of it as well but that's how we approach that sort of part of the writing yeah so why did you guys choose to go down like the edm electronic pop however you would like to define your music direction yeah no no, definitely (laughs) i would definitely say that our music originally like if you listen to our first ep it's pretty some of the songs are very edm like that song freedom i was just talking about that's like we wanted to make pop music and at the time when we were making these songs bands like swedish house mafia and calvin harris and all those sort of guys were huge in the pop world and so we were like well that's what's happening in pop but it's not what's happening right now but um so some of our new music is just a lot more uh it's still electronic because it's getting made on a computer and things like that. And But it's definitely a lot more pop focused as opposed to big sounding electronic dance music sort of things. So we're, we're more focusing on that. And as and I feel like as we continue to write, continue to make music, that it will hit more and more in the pop sort of direction rather than having the big electronic dance breaks and things like that. Would you guys classify yourself as a Christian band? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think we would. We we definitely are a Christian band. I was like, well, you have Bible verses, but I have to check. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, uh, interesting. I met a guy from a um, 
who's worked in Christian music here in Nashville, and he said about this sort of topic, you know, if you're a Christian band, if you define yourself as a Christian band, then the point of the band is to be uh, is to be a part of ministry. If the point of the band is not to be a part of ministry, then don't be a Christian band. Mm-hmm. But if the point of the band is ministry, then you are a Christian band. And I would. The reason we are doing this is for ministry. <laughs> there was a time when I could not face the world. I thought I had to hide. Forever sinking in the depths of the past and how I felt inside. I found a sacrifice to do this to tour 20 weeks a year your wife's on the road with you which is awesome yeah yeah it's awesome now but um we there was two years where i was over here by myself and she was in australia still so that was that was a huge sacrifice where we are probably this year we're gonna be we're gonna be back home in australia for about seven weeks of the year oh, man. and so we're we are over here pretty much all year and so I mean, there are there are a lot of things that we miss out on back home. A lot of birthdays. Mum's birthday was yesterday or the day before, and so you know you miss that, and you miss we've missed a few weddings and missed a few events and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's we're we're missing our nephew grow up and things like that, and seeing him grow up. And so I mean, there are sacrifices and there are things that definitely um, hurt to be away from. But yeah. missing the beach in Newcastle. Beach. That's fair. Um, steady income. A steady income. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. yeah, we don't have a house. We live with friends here in Nashville. Yeah. And then we're, we're at home, we live with mum and dad. <laughs> so. um, I also completely hear this. I'm living between yeah. two countries. <laughs> How has music helped you guys to experience God? Because obviously all three of you individually are very musical. How has that helped you connect with God and really, I suppose, develop a stronger relationship with him over the years? I think for me... I started experiencing God through music really early on because I, I just there was something in me I loved to worship and I have um, the fondest memories of I had a piano in my room from when I was about 14 and I just remember getting through the teenage years through this one thing I would come home and I would sit at my piano for hours and I would just write songs would just pour out of me in worship and I and to much to my parents' dismay, at like two a.m., they'd knock on the door and be like, "That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Time for bed." But I just, I found God always met me there. He always met me there. I would always, when I came with honesty and sincerity and just want Him, I, He, he never let me down in that moment. And so that has been, um, I like the term, a well-worn path into His presence. Um, worship has made that way. Beautiful. So. Yeah, I think like very similar to Jess, the music for me was definitely a way that um, I found that I connected with God. I'm not going to speak this over my life because I'm trying to change it, but I'm not much of a reader. 
And so... Um, no, you say, I'm becoming a I'm reader. I'm becoming a reader. <laughs> uh, so um, it was definitely worship and prayer, I think, were the, were the thing where I really connected with God um, and, and felt his presence and things like that. And so from a young age, I loved being in worship and I loved the music. And we grew up with a lot of music in the house. And um, and so, yeah, for me, that that was it. Worship was where I really connected. I would say for me, um, music was like, I, I feel like that's what I was created to do. You know what I mean? Like I feel like um, that's my gift and my ability is that is is to be able to not just to be able to hear music and arrange music, even in my head, um, I can hear things. And um, quite often I'll be playing a really bad demo to Joel and Jess and be like, I'm going to do this and hear this and do this. And I'll just be going, this sounds terrible. And I'll be just loving, like, loving it in my head because I can hear everything. And, um, and so, yeah, that's how I've always approached music. So it's just um, what I feel like God's, you know, asked me to do with my life and and gifted me to do one of the things and so it's definitely um a part of how i respond in obedience as well as worship and all those things as well yeah so luke and joel have you guys always made music together just naturally or is that something that you made a conscious effort to do as you were growing up I would say we always we've always sang together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember memories of us yeah, when we right. were like kids singing together and doing little things at yeah. church. And when you guys yeah. were kids growing up, were you some of the only people in the church who could hold a tune? So your parents just sort of shoved you on stage and were like, <laughs> "Please sing in the microphone because you can actually hold it." Well, actually, I would say we weren't like. Maybe yeah. Later on, when we were in, in teenagers, definitely. But we had a we grew up in a um, suburb that was still quite. And mum and dad pushed this like a um, we had like a, a, a guitars and bass and drums from a very progressive. Young, yeah, like when when we were t- like like 25, 20, 25 years ago, that was what's happening. So they had a lot of people who were actually amazing singers as a part of their. Um, they used to have like a full group that used to travel around. So we didn't, there was a vast array of singers associated with um, mum and dad because they would run these um, sort of young adult groups that were quite well attended. So, um, but definitely as soon as we, uh, I played the bass probably, I was, I'm not much of a singer compared to Joel. Um, so I was definitely on the instruments from a young age and um <laughs> Yeah, Dad would tell you a few sunny stories about when I felt like I, about when I felt like I got better at him and the guitar when I was fourteen or something like that. Oh, that's brilliant, so. Jess and Luke. When did you guys meet? What role did music play in your relationship? Um, well, I actually read this question before and I laughed because I it, we have a very interesting story about how we met. And, oh, please. Um, Music had played a very big role in us meeting um, because um, we actually met when I was, I think I was 15. 14. 14 or 15, That's yeah. adorable. And, um, and I was, it was actually my first ever gig and I was singing and playing the guitar in a punk band oh, called Final Warning. <laughs> 
and um, an apocalyptic concert. <laughs> oh, is there anything more like Christian kid Jesus freak no. than that? No, rapture was coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, left behind all the way. Yeah. Well, anyway, I didn't think that one through very. I don't think I was thinking that when we came up with the name. I just think it was just cool. It's cool. Name. Anyway, and Jess was there. Yeah. So she was friends with our, the drummer at the time. And she came to check it out because and some other friends are playing. And so I met Jess that night. And um, Jess is a, a little bit older than me. And so I um, definitely probably didn't catch her attention that night since I was probably still very young. But I met Jess and was enamored the first night and we became friends after that and it wasn't until I was actually about 19 that we started dating so well played nice long game we, yeah, long game. yeah, that's yeah. It. Well, yeah anyway, we definitely uh we were good friends after that yeah, we, I actually went on her I went on holidays with her family and things like that and then uh music played a massive role in our first meeting I love that just the name of the band really just encapsulate yeah. and sets that one off. Want to know what our main song was called? Please. Uh, this is where the um, name really takes shape. So I know that one day soon he's going to come back. Are you ready? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the lyrics of the chorus. <laughs> Did you repeat, are you ready? Like No. No. That was the end. Oh, oh yeah, just to hold it and be like, so people can like ponder on it and really like, really think about it. Oh my gosh. It was a a punk song. It was when punk was very popular. Oh, obviously, yes. MXPX and stuff like that. touring together and working together and what's the worst part do we start with the worst no <laughs> oh the best part is obviously you're touring with your best friends uh and the worst part is you're touring with your best friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no, i reckon the best part is that you're experiencing uh things with people who will be always be a part of your life yeah, yeah. so no matter what happens in this journey like we've done things like we've played, we've done awesome ministry and done awesome shows. But after that, we went and all sat on the edge of the Grand Canyon, you know what I mean, together. And then we've done things like that that are just we've experienced things together that we were like, we, well, we talk, we'll talk about when we're older. And yeah, we'll, yeah, we still laugh stuff. now, and they're usually laughing at me. But <laughs> things that I've done, but um, <laughs> yeah, definitely an awesome part about doing it. You definitely can't um, hide when it's the people who you love and who they know you. And, and yeah, yes, that's right. There's no like um, faking it. Yeah. They know exactly what you're feeling and what you're thinking. So that's definitely what the hard part. The worst part is to when you just know they're right in what they're saying. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I, wish I really you don't want to agree with Luke right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose family. me, Joel? Hey? <laughs> but uh, you know, he's very often correct. Realistically, one of the hardest parts is the fact of just um, 
I would say for me, not comparing our journey to other people's journeys. And so where we are, not even musically, but just even in life, you know what I mean? Like what, what our circumstances look like and our choices have led to us being in different circumstances to other people and then sitting back when you're like, oh man, we, you know, we can't do some of the things that, that our friends even or our, you know, close or people here are doing because of our circumstances and you sort of got to try and hold on to the fact that, no, God's asked, we're being obedient to God and that matters. Yeah, to tr- not try and uh, compare circumstances and um, let that become something that you uh, get down about. So how did the X Factor journey when you guys were Luke and Joel impact your versus journey and help you to start? Well, I would say that without doing Luke and Joel, we probably wouldn't be doing verses. Um, I would say that it wasn't, it was an experience. Luke and Joel was an experience. It wasn't necessarily a good one. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible one either. Um, but it definitely showed us what we didn't want. We thought we wanted something, but together we realized by doing it in our own strength. And while we might've said that at that time was about Jesus, really, when you think about it, it was about glorifying us when you've been honest about it. Um, we sort of realized that we don't want to do that. You know, I mean, we don't want, we thought we wanted this thing, but we didn't. And at the end of that, it actually led to, um, led to us, you know, I don't know if I would have been, to be totally honest with you, I don't know if I would have been humble enough to do what I felt like God asked me to do that moment he dropped in about the modern day memory verse. If I hadn't have gone through that and realized that I don't want it to be about me, I want it to be about him. So, um, definitely that's why the, the, the byline of verses is to make his name famous. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what, that's what we want to do. And it was definitely the journey of X Factor that led us to be able to go, that's what we want to do, not the other thing. And so, yeah, that's probably why we... How that has affected our versus It journey. definitely has affected it in the sense that we're here now doing it probably in almost in spite of Luke and Joel, if you know what I mean, like the antithesis. So... What's the difference between trying to make it in the quote-unquote secular industry in Australia Mm -hmm. and making it in the Christian music industry, whatever that means? Mm. Is is there a different definition of success in in both industries or are they essentially the same thing because business is business? I mean, there definitely has to be a different different definition of success because – one is uh, com- like um, definitely, you know, when people get into music, it's, it's about creating art. Everything, like any music's about creating an art and a response to, you know, the, your world around you. Uh, eventually the idea of music in the secular is to be able to have commercial success, um, which leads to financial gain, whereas I would say for us the primary goal is obedience. Um, through Christian music and and honor, as we said, for honoring His name, and so definitely different ideas of success, and that definitely has an impact on how that plays out in that with our humanity, because that's not to say that we're not still human and experience some of that other stuff that we're talking about with the secular, but I would say the difference for me is when I find 
we get messages about how our songs have affected people's lives with the message of Jesus Christ, that is much more of a successful moment to me than any sort of, um, and that's what I really find exciting much more than any sort of like gig or um, sum of money, sum of money or chart or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing a show um, at the start of this year and um, afterwards um, a few people had come up and, and were talking to us and, and right at the very end, this guy comes up and he said, oh, can I sing you something? And, and the three of us were there and we were, of course, yeah, let's get by. <laughs> he, um, he started to sing back our song, All Things, to us. And um, he, he talked about how that song had really been a rock in, in a hard situation in his life. And um, someone else in his life was going through something and he sent them that song um, as an encouragement. And so to... To, to hear that and to be an experience that, that something that we've been a part of has helped someone else's journey. I think for me now personally, like that is success. That is um, what we want more than fame or fortune um, is, is that. And I think the only reason we would say that we want to, people to know about us is so that the, the music goes out to more people. Um, and it has more of an influence. Um, and so, yeah, I think now it's not about us. It's about God. It's about Jesus. And, and so, yeah, I mean, the success for me personally, um, the definition of success and what that looks like has definitely changed um, over the years. Always taking care for good. What I do won't add to what you when you came and gave your perfect life for us No way that I ever could Understand the sacrifice of love So I place my hope and trust in you to live out your faith when you're doing Christian music festivals and you're under the I suppose the the name of a Christian music group is it easier living out your faith in that environment as opposed to a secular environment like when you guys were doing that in 2010 I mean for me I I'd, I'd say the answer to that is is if not harder it's just the same um I, I personally um, feel like no matter what situation we're in or where we are, we need to be the light and um, that doesn't change despite what group of people we're surrounded by or what kind of industry we're in. And so um, for me, it's not easier um, living out my faith or, or you know having faith in this industry as opposed to when it was when I wasn't in the Christian industry but I was just hanging out with 
friends who weren't in church or don't don't believe or anything like that. Um, and so it's not easier. It's not harder. It's just it's kind of I just have to live out the same faith no matter what. Yeah. I would also say that's something Joel's been really good at his whole life, being the same person um, no matter what group of friends he's around. I probably find it personally, it's probably, I find it, I would say, yeah, uh, to live out your faith in the uh, Christian industry just purely when you go to a Christian music festival that you are with people who, are, you know, are on the same page as you. So from that... That's, it definitely takes away the element of explaining your faith. Yeah. And it also, you know, in a lot of times it takes away the element of people uh, being angry towards you because they disagree with you or something like that, if you know what I'm saying. So, um, but definitely what Joel said is, exactly, I've seen how Joel's lived that out in his life, experiencing both segments with him. So how do you guys keep yourselves accountable and keep yourselves living out your faith actively especially while you're on the road and it's such a strange and ever-changing environment what helps you to sort of stay the course um well we're all brutally honest with each other perfect like nobody waits like i'll give it a few weeks and see if they come around about something like honestly if we think something's out of check Everyone will just bring it up. It'll just, it's so, I think accountability is maybe we go over the top on what we, <laughs> on what we think. I think that we're really accountable to each other. Um, we'll speak into each other's lives really honestly. I, I personally find um, just staying in the word really um, keeps me grounded and keeps my mind okay. And um, we are surrounded by really good people who, um, speak into us and and uh, so that helps yes. no yeah I, believe, I just think yeah to add to that God has also provided a community here in Nashville mm. who really keep us um, the main thing the main thing they are um, definitely the God's provision to us these people they wouldn't even understand that but they are and um, they are 100% a big part in the fact that we keep our faith as real as possible in the in the world that we live in, especially with Christian music. Yeah, yeah we never want to fall into the trap of it just becoming a business, you know, like, oh, this is just the way we do Christian business. It's not. And I think what we are talking about just before, like, is it different in the secular and is it different in the Christian? I think it all comes down to your definition. Like, if it can be exactly the same. You can just be going for the number one song on the chart. That could be it. Or your definition could be, I want to live the most obedient lifestyle I possibly could. And I think that's what it comes down to. And I think we're really good at keeping each other accountable to that kind of thing. You love the one, the people who nobody loved. And it wasn't what they thought you'd do. It might be why they fought with you. You asked me, will I? Now put myself to the side And love other people like you do Love them like they might be you When you gave your only son You showed a love I can't refuse So I'm gonna give it, give it back to you Don't give it change that I know you can Give it back to you.
I've asked you a billion questions and now I have quick questions at the end, which I do with everybody. Um, What's the funniest thing that has happened for you guys on tour? It's been a few years and I can't, because I've read this question and I I kind of like trying to rack my brain for like what it is, um... but like it just... Where we overhired a car and so we're out for Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Luke thought he hired a car for like three days, but he only hired it for two days. And this was. Oh, no. So we dead set got a call saying, like, you're like. If you don't return it, there'll be a warrant out for your arrest for Grand Theft Auto within the next 24 hours. You poor things. Yeah. I didn't find that funny, but there was one time. Where we laugh, like we, because we drive um, a lot. So, and Walmart is huge in America, and oh. Subways are in Walmart. And there was one night where we sat in Subway for half an hour laughing at something. We're that, laughing at you. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, me again. I'm usually the, the butt of their laughs. Um, there, but um, just so we have a lot of funny times, but it's just. It's kind of like ones that. You wouldn't understand why we're laughing like That's we are. That's fair. But it's, it's... Yeah. You guys covered Ruthless Love recently. If you mm. could cover any other song, what would it be and why? Darlene, check, shout to the Lord. Yes. <laughs> you know you found another Australian <laughs> Christian kid. Yeah. Yes. I will buy that if you ever choose to release <laughs> it. It's on. Um, we, will, we give away our Free, so. <laughs> I, I would <laughs> still buy it. <laughs> yes. Um, and last question: If you guys could go back in time uh, to the day that you're sort of like, let's start trying to make the modern day memory verse for our youth, um, and see what happens, knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself? I think I'd just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say don't. I'd say don't Have do fun. it. <laughs> um, no, I would say. Um, yeah, that's it. Start saving now. Um, definitely, that's actually a proper one. Start saving now. Start saving. Um, and I would also say, just make music all the time. Don't be like. There's no right or wrong. Just make it. If you like just it, do it, just do it. I think we get so caught up in what people think and how people think and what we and our pride and ego and everything in there that it gets that the channel gets blocked sometimes and I just think if we could just work out a way to go you know what we're going to do it and we're going to continue to do it then I think I think that would have been a great thing to understand then yeah I think I would tell myself uh, to be patient get ready to be patient that's probably just you're it's a marathon not a sprint i believe you're alive and love free when you died on the cross you gave me the
just love having Aussies on the podcast. It's so much fun. The Christian music industry doesn't get a whole lot of noise in Australia. And so when you get Aussie artists doing really well over in the US, it's something really worth celebrating. I genuinely really enjoyed my interview with Versus. They were so friendly. I related to them so much, which is not something you always can say about musicians, especially ones who are quite successful and, and go touring. So it really says a lot about them and their nature. And I appreciate that. So you guys know you can get their new track of Neighbor now. It is on iTunes and Spotify. You will find the link below in our story notes. Their full EP, Chapter One, which contains songs from their first couple of years as a band is also available and it's great i downloaded it a couple of years ago now and it's really solid one to have on repeat if you would like to follow versus online it's really simple literally just type in versus music they post every day about where they are touring what they are up to and new releases and they're pretty terrific about getting back to you Okay, so I've definitely been having an Aussie fest lately and I'm not opposed to that, but it is time to mix things up. So next week we have a very exciting and really compelling interview for you. I had a chat with David Zuck from Remedy Drive and he not only talks about music, but he speaks about how he learned about human trafficking, how he is now an activist against human trafficking and actively works on the grounds in addition to his work with Remedy Drive. It is so worth your time. He's such an interesting guy. He has some really great stuff to say. And uh, I think side by side with his music, which is actually about human trafficking and the whole commodifying of people and ideas and concepts, it's really powerful. And I cannot wait for you to hear it. That's all for this week. Thank you for hanging in there and listening. It's always a pleasure. It's so good to be back. A reminder, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Literally just search at Between You Me Pod. You can subscribe now to Between You and Me, which means you get our new episodes in your inbox every Friday. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. If you enjoyed our show, please consider giving us a rating. It really helps people to find us and we just love sharing this content with you and would love your support. That's all for this week. I hope that you enjoy the stellar releases that have come out this Friday. We have People from United. We have the new Taylor Swift single. And we obviously have the new Avengers movie, which is about all the tears. No spoilers necessary. Just saying. All right, guys. I will see you next week. I caught your fire. You gave your life for me. I want the world to see. I want the world to see. You lifted higher. When I was on my knees, you came and rescued me. You came and rescued me. Cause when I for listening to the Between You and Me podcast. Stay connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to jesuswire.com.